0: Thank you for joining us for CDM Media's Solutions Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Miller, Vice President at CDM Media. We have a great show for you today. This is part two of our discussion with Derek Grenath Vice President, Product and Technical Marketing at Silver Peak, and Bill Lapp, Solution Architect, Global Leader at Zscaler. Today we're going to dive into WAN and cloud transformation. As we know, Silver Peak is the global SD-WAN leader delivering transformational promise of the cloud. The Silver Peak Unity Edge Connect self-driving wide area network platform liberates enterprises from conventional WAN approaches to transform the network to a business accelerant for countries around the globe. Zscaler enables organizations to securely transform their networks and applications for a mobile and cloud-first world zscaler services create fast secure connections without costly appliances welcome back derek and bill hey it's great to be here again thank you guys i want to jump right in and talk about transforming your wan and security infrastructure to address challenges of cloud mobile and work from really anywhere world so I really want to ask, what is SASE anyway? We talked about it a little bit in our last episode, and, and why do I need it?
1: Yeah, so I think, first off, to define it again, it's Secure Access Service Edge is what it stands for. And the premise, if you just take a step back, is people, users, apps, devices, they're all moving from internal networks, external networks, to moving to the cloud, they're moving at home, work from home, whatever that might be. So the internet's becoming really the backbone of communication. And if you look at the internet or you look at the backbone of the global internet, there's about 100, 150 of these internet exchange points, these locations where all these internet connections come together. And a big part of this premise is, why do I have all these companies trying to reproduce all these checkpoints when there's 150 of these centers of compute network connectivity and communications across the globe how do you start to rethink your network beyond just what you personally own internally and start to think of it in a global nature? So, you know, Derek, you know, how does this start to apply to locations, for example?
2: Yeah, so in our last podcast episode, we talked about the old networking model when all the apps were hosted in the corporate data center and then all of the traffic was backhauled from branch offices and remote workers to the corporate data center to access those apps. But now with all the apps in the cloud, it it just doesn't make sense. Um, That added distance adds latency or delay that negatively impacts application performance. And if apps are sitting in the cloud, why not access them much closer to the branch locations, to those 150 um, internet peering points around the world, to keep that distance as short as possible. And so what I need is a new networking model. And as a result, software-defined wide-area networking or SD-WAN technologies and solutions have emerged and are being very, very rapidly adopted with the whole notion of generating better application performance for users, resulting in a better quality of experience. But we need to address the reliability of the internet and we need to address security when I'm now using the internet that is notoriously not secure and, and not reliable.
1: Yeah, and if you think about being able to do security, so let's say that you use networking technologies like SD-WAN and Silver Peak to get the traffic to these internet exchange points, at which point Zscaler, as an example, would pick up that traffic to do your security inspection policy, et cetera. But it's not just a matter of taking what I used to do on-premise and just moving it into these 150 locations because let's just take two examples, scalability and the actual ability to do something with the data. So on scalability side, if I just move um, my device from my physical location up into that cloud to do security, how do I get the benefits of the cloud of scalability and being able to spike traffic or you know, a lot of my users all decide to work from home, I can't constantly be trying to resize this hardware, right? I mean, if I was gonna do that, I might as well still just keep the hardware myself. So you need to have a truly elastic cloud where I can take traffic no matter what the size of it. So that would be what you would call multi-tenancy, where the whole capacity of your security cloud is available to any given user at any point, not just my virtual machine or my little um, slice of it or tower of it or however you want to call it. That's the only way to get the cost savings and the scale you need. But the second part of it is, how can I use all that intelligence of the cloud to start to do some of that security as well? So when an individual company tries to do security on its own, it's trying to analyze everything but it only sees so much it is one view of the data whereas if you take a company like zscaler that has you know millions and millions of users at all times going through us we can take all the data from different locations and correlate it and when we make a decision to block something we can block it for everybody because a lot of providers will tell you they do that but the challenge is is when you're in these you know virtualized environments or, you know, this reserved instance or something like that. um, Every customer usually says, yeah, I want that security feed of what everyone else is seeing. But when it's their time to opt in to share all their data, companies often say, oh, no, but I'm not going to share my stuff. I only want to see everyone else's. And it doesn't become real time. And it's not a rich service. So that's why, you know, the sassy environment comes around because you need to do security at the only points where all traffic will pass those hundred and 150 or so exchanges in the internet. And you need to be able to do all services at once.
2: That's right. And, uh, you know, where the, the, the WAN part comes into, uh, the SASE model is a much more intelligent wider networking solution, software defined wider networking solution at the branch edge, you know, replacing traditional routers that are rigid that route, traffic based on TCP IP addresses and ACLs, uh, replacing expensive, complex, manually programmed next-gen firewalls that provide that application awareness at the branch, um, and um, even WAN optimization for any protocols or applications that benefit from that. But basically creating what Gartner calls a thin WAN edge or a thin branch WAN edge where I have a more intelligent application aware SD-WAN that includes routing capabilities to access locations that are maybe outside the SD-WAN, very basic firewall capabilities, zone-based firewall capabilities to block any kinds of incoming threats and even integrated um, WAN optimization but thinning out that branch edge to replace traditional routers, branch firewalls and also centrally manage it. Um, so now we've got this thin branch WAN edge, and we've got this cloud-delivered security service uh, like Zscaler Internet Access. Now w- the challenge is, is to make them interoperate seamlessly. And that's where the partnership between Zscaler and Silverpeak has really done some um, awesome things for our, uh, our, our customers.
1: Yeah, and if you think about it, the last thing you want to do is have this great network that's, you know, optimized and high performance and I can go direct to the net, I'm no longer back calling, and then just end up at a stack of security boxes or a stack of virtual machines in the cloud. Because if you go and take all of your existing providers, virtualize them and just say I'm going to host them in like AWS or something, the challenge is is now that, that high speed traffic that's going direct all of a sudden gets taken get sent off to a compute center from Azure or um, Amazon. And then you're going up and down the TCP IP stack for every single one of those services. And that just slows down that WAN speed that you just got from SD-WAN. So what you need is you need something that is operating on this traffic from a security perspective at near wireline speed. You don't want your security service to be a speed impediment and so you know, that's a big part of how SD-WAN and a cloud service like Zscaler start to operate seamlessly and make them each better together and not just old methodology, slowing things down, et cetera. That's right. So Derek, <laughs> what no, I would sorry. say is it's one thing to go and now say I'm connecting the stuff together, but it's like when I tell my wife again, I'm going to go do a project and I'm going to schedule everything and get everybody to the uh, office at the right time. I want to schedule a family event. A big part of it is getting all these things connected. It can take a lot of time to do that. But what does this look like now, for example, for a sassy environment? If I'm not going with one vendor, then as a customer, you know, am I then becoming the, the science project to try to stitch all these best of breeds together or you know, how important or what should I be looking for uh, between, say, a network provider and a security provider in this space? I was just yeah. going to ask you that. How does Silver Peak and Zscaler work
0: together to help organizations transform their WAN in and security infrastructure?
2: Yeah, so let me start, and Bill, you can uh, chime in, of course. Um, I'll try not to be too, too technical, but um, w- what we talked about in the last um, edition of the podcast is workers in a branch location want to access the security enforcement uh, point of presence, if you will, as close as possible to that branch location um, to keep that distance and delay down to keep the application performance as high as possible. Um, So what we do is we create these secure tunnels between the branch location and the Zscaler enforcement nodes or Zen nodes. And then I wanna have a backup just in case something happens. So now I gotta set up two of these secure tunnels and if I have two different internet services, and if I want the highest reliability and the ability to fail over in case one of those internet services goes down or has a significant degradation of uh, due to packet loss or latency, I now have two internet services, two tunnels each. Now I got to do four tunnels. And so I got to manually configure all the IP addresses for those IP sec tunnels. And it probably takes an hour uh, for every branch to do that. And what Zscaler and Silverpeak have done is we've automated the configuration or the onboarding of those tunnels and those enforcement points, both a primary and a secondary. And with about 15 minutes of work, you can configure it once. And Silver Peak will learn the locations of all of the Zscaler enforcement nodes. We know the locations of all our branch locations. We learn the location of the second closest enforcement node, and we automatically set up all those tunnels, whether it's five sites, 50 sites, or 500 or 5,000 sites. And another really cool thing is if Zscaler deploys a new enforcement point that happens to be closer to my office here near San Jose, California, we'll automatically discover that and we'll reconfigure my tunnels so they're even closer and I get an even better experience. And all of that automation. One, it obviously saves IT a ton of time, right? Because I go from, you know, an hour for every location, you do the math, however many sites you've got, to 15 minutes. But I also get much more consistency of those security policies distributed to all my branch locations uh, because I'm not manually configuring every location. The chance of fat fingering a command on the keyboard uh, decreases significantly.
1: Well, and I'd take it even further than that, right? I think the improvement on user experience is dramatic as well, because, you know, we traditionally, when we designed enterprise networks, we always have designed things to be fully redundant, to monitor it for any outage, to route around poor performance and have redundant power supplies and everything. So that's how we always built the corporate network. We want that same type of reliability when you're running across the internet. And to do that, it's exactly like what Derek said. You need multiple paths, you need quality monitoring, you need to be able to fail over. And a lot of companies, um, believe it or not, miss those things. And I've seen it a lot. I've I've run the customer success function at Zscaler for a few years before. And when we would see you know, any kind of impact in user experience or service, it's oftentimes because we weren't even, you know, the customer wasn't even monitoring a tunnel to see if performance was slow and you know, the other data center was available to them and they just didn't do it. And so the impact of that is a poor user experience and you never want to get in the way of a, of a executive at your company and their wrath when they can't access Facebook. Because I'll tell you, I've seen wrath and Salesforce is important, but if you take away someone's Facebook and you know company executives get really upset when they can't check on their kids or family. So that ability to make sure that you have a consistent end user experience and with the experience Derek just described for SD-WAN, you're essentially automating what used to be a lot of manual work in a corporate network. The combination of Silverpeak being able to continually learn and adapt its traffic paths, and then Zscaler's ability to capture that traffic and perform all of your security controls, like firewall and IPS and threat protection and CASB, um, you know, you, those two together, your network's you know, essentially automated, auto-healing, and always secure.
2: Yeah, so, so what you described uh, just a second ago there, Bill, is the complexities of the WAN and the complexities of security. And um, you know, with this uh, advent of SASE, Secure Access Services Edge, uh, there are some companies out there that are promoting that they can do everything. Um, but I kind of take that uh, as kind of like a Swiss army knife. It's, it's a pretty good knife. It's a pretty good screwdriver. It's a pretty good corkscrew, but it doesn't work uh, nearly as well as my lever pull or my uh, really nice Japanese chef's knife that I've got. And I'm compromising. And so, um, you know, S- Silver Peak's belief, and I, I'm probably speaking for you too, Bill, is what, what customers really need, what enterprises really need is the best WAN technologies. And the WAN is different than the LAN and the data centers we said before, um, and they need the best security technologies in the, and and more than that, um, they need security technologies that can move really really fast because these new threats come every single day, and new types of threats also emerge that require innovation
1: yeah and you know it's funny because when you are a company you say you can do everything you know everything from a network perspective, isn't just say SD-WAN or different parts of the network. There's a lot of things that go into a network. You think of a typical network, yes, I have the branch, but I also have the home office user. I have the HQ user. So if I'm saying I do everything as a single vendor, but I'm really just doing SD-WAN, well, then it's gonna be a different experience when at the HQ, et cetera. Whereas when you start to separate logically your security service from your network, those two pair really well. So you can leverage a service, like say a Silver Peak for all of your branch or you know smaller campuses and you still retain flexibility where you're not locked into that single vendor approach to do different types of traffic forwarding for like your home user, where it might maybe it's just a software agent or whether it's from an HQ where maybe you're just natively on the backbone of the internet and you don't have any of those primary ISP links, for example. Um, now, what about, security is not just a traffic going to or from the internet, there's different types of traffic and you need to be able to steer or control that. How, how would Silverpeak handle that?
2: Yeah, so that's a, a great question and, and, you know, we've been talking all about the cloud and all the hypers around the cloud, but there's still something like 25 to 30% of enterprise applications that are still hosted in corporate data centers. and. Um, it varies company to company. I talked to some companies that are fairly risk averse, and they've only moved 10% of their apps to the cloud. And I've talked to some other companies that are very uh, forward-thinking and 100% of their apps in the cloud. But in general, analysts generally agree that something like 25 to 30% of apps still are in the data center, 75 75%, 75% are in the cloud. Of course, that's continuing to grow. So what an application-aware, intelligent, software-defined SD WAN needs to be able to do is identify what the application is on the very first packet so that I can apply the right quality of service policy, the right security policy, and actually steer that traffic to the right destination. If it's still, if it's an app, that's still hosted in the corporate data center. I want to steer that traffic to the corporate data center, maybe still over MPLS, maybe over the internet, maybe over both because I can use both um, transports simultaneously by creating a, a bonded tunnel we call it um, maybe there's some SaaS application traffic like unified communications as a service that i want absolutely the lowest delay possible and i trust the security that the ucas provider has and maybe i will want to direct that traffic straight to the ucas provider and bypass even cloud delivered security services And then there's all the rest of the internet-bound traffic, Office 365, Salesforce, Facebook Box, LinkedIn, Netflix, YouTube, you name it. And I want to send all that traffic first to a Zscaler internet access enforcement point. So the SD-WAN has to be application aware. It has to send that traffic on the very first packet because once the session or the conversation or the file transfer is on its way, I can't move it without breaking it. And one other subtle point here is, you know, you know that app, these cloud applications, they change all the time. And so one of the things we need to do at Silver Peak is make sure that our application signatures, the definitions of those apps, so that when we see a stream of packets come in, we can recognize, oh, that's Facebook, or oh, that's Yahoo Mail, or oh, that's the UCAS uh, from uh, Ring Central or 8x8. I need to keep those app definitions up to date. And then there are applications like Office 365 where the IP addresses to access those doorsteps to Office 365. They change all the time. Uh, Microsoft continues to add new IP addresses to address expanding demand. They may need more capacity in one area today and less capacity there the next day and they want to move those addresses around. So they change All the time. And so to keep the optimized user experience, we need to use a number of different techniques. And then we perform daily automated updates of those app signatures and the IP addresses used to access them on our um, Silver Peak Unity Edge Connect SD-WAN appliances.
1: Now when you do this, now basically what you've done is you've removed removed the need for all these expensive firewalls and other devices at those locations. You can do a lightweight thin branch like what you described. But the other thing that I think people don't oftentimes realize is the amount of cost savings. So not only are you getting a better user experience and consistent experience going direct, but all that traffic usually we find anywhere from 50 to 70% of a company's MPLS or private network is going uh, to the internet anyways. So when you take 50 to 70% out, you really start to be able to optimize that spend. And you might not realize it, but the amount of money that's being spent on you know, transport or your MPLS networks is usually 10 X, what you would spend uh, with something like a Silver Peak and Zscaler joint solution. So there's massive cost savings here that then allow you to fund this. And you're also reducing all the need to go send people out to manage all the big hardware. But what does this look like from a management visioning? Like if I don't want to send people out to these locations to install or, or service this hardware um, like I used to in the past, like, what does this look like from a management perspective for Silverpeak?
2: Yeah, that, that's a, a great question. And, and, you know, one of the key um, benefits of a uh, SD-WAN solution, at least an advanced SD-WAN solution like Silverpeak, is centralized orchestration and zero-touch provisioning. So, um, unlike Zscaler, which has no hardware, Silverpeak still has an appliance that sits at the branch, that ap- appliance might be a physical appliance. Uh, And it could be a virtual appliance that's installed on a virtual machine on a server that might sit at the branch. But for most branch locations, it tends to be a dedicated piece of hardware that gets shipped to the branch. Any office manager can plug in the power. And with the right very simple instructions, you know, plug the, the red cable from the DSL modem into the WAN port zero and plug the green one from the LTE service that's your backup into the the uh, WAN port one, and then plug the yellow cable from your LAN switch into LAN um, port number zero. Um, That's all they need to do. And then the appliance uh, automatically contacts what we call our Silver Peak Cloud portal. We recognize the serial number. We recognize the customer that that appliance belongs to. We then connect it to the instance of our orchestrator, our management platform. That belongs to that customer. It's not immediately admitted to the SD WAN. You don't want that to happen, right? You want someone to proactively authenticate that device so you don't get rogue devices. And then once it's been authenticated, um, the configuration is automatically downloaded. So I don't have to do a truck roll. I don't need specialized IT ex- expertise at the branch. And by the way, one aspect of that automated configuration besides the priorities for different applications and how the WAN transport services are used and how failover occurs for different types of applications. Maybe it's different for voice traffic than it is for file transfer traffic. All of that Zscaler internet access tunnel configuration information is also automatically downloaded so that new device, that new branch location, automatically becomes onboarded into the Zscaler Internet Access cloud-delivered security service. It's all automated, it's all hands-off.
1: Yeah, so it goes back to the original premise or the, the question JD asked, which is, you know, companies failing to recognize the value of their cloud investment. And a lot of it was because to get to the cloud, you had to go through all your old house and all your old networks and all your old stuff. And now you're able to go directly out to your services that you're looking for. You're able to have that consistent experience and the intelligence of these two solutions together auto-adapt to challenges or issues that are in that environment, right? And I think what we've tried to do from Zscaler perspective is provide all these open APIs to do that intelligence. And that's what I love about the Silver Peak solution, which is they leverage those APIs to learn about traffic or to push information about traffic or location because as an end user, I'm sure there's some people in your company that have memorized the subnets and IP addresses of every device. (laughs) but uh, for those of us who are forgetful uh, or those who leave or whatever might happen, you know, it's great because you start to have logical locations like the names like this is, you know, the branch in Des Moines, Iowa, and you know, they've got a guest network, they've got a corporate network and IOT network, and here's how we handle it. And that auto discovers, and you start to set it up and they share that information between the two services. But cause those APIs are there, the end user doesn't have to do it the services keep those things in sync and share the information i think you know you look at it silver peak gets the packets to the front door of zscaler and zscaler then services and applies policy to those packets and then your end users get that free and clear experience the rest of the way
2: that's that's right and as we said earlier you know this automation not only saves it a ton of time but it's that consistency of policy enforcement whether it's you know, five locations or 5,000 locations.
0: That, that's absolutely fantastic. But tell me, can you, can you give me like a, a summation of what the true benefits of using Zscaler and Silver Peak are?
1: Yeah, I think it comes down to providing that true secure access service edge architecture where you do get those full benefits of the cloud. So you don't have to worry about provisioning devices or tunnels or anything else. You're focusing on your business policies, your traffic, your networking, and a good end user experience.
2: Yeah, and and what we like to say at Silver Peak is this solution, this secure access services edge solution, the combination of best of breed WAN and cloud delivered security, allows enterprises to achieve a multiplier effect on their existing and future cloud investments. And what the heck does that mean? Um, What it means is that I can bring on new cloud applications much more quickly uh, because I can program the the policies, whether it's quality of service or security policies and roll them out to my employees in days instead of weeks or months. If I bring a new site online, a new branch location, I can get an internet service in a few days, whereas an MPLS service in the old world would take 60 to 120 days. So I can accelerate that time to revenue for that new branch location. I get a faster ROI. Um, the, the, the benefits uh, at a business level are, you know the increased application performance results in better user productivity. Maybe a call agent can do 12 transactions in an hour instead of 10. And that's a 20% increase in productivity, which may translate into 20% increase in profitability or competitiveness, or even just the ability to deliver a better uh, customer service, customer satisfaction to the enterprise's customers. Uh, That's what we like to say.
1: And think about it from an end user perspective, right? When you no longer have to backhaul traffic or you don't have to send all this traffic through this stack of appliances that add latency, you're now increasing your productivity and your application performance, right? So your end users now have that full bandwidth of the internet available to them instead of trying to go through a smaller pipe or backhaul. And your end users, it's the first time your end users will say thank you for delivering you know, a security product to me because it's actually a better user experience. And on the productivity side, when your users are all remote like they are right now due to the pandemic, now you have actual visibility into your users and productivity and are they able to still be productive so that visibility security and ability to go direct to your applications really assists with that productivity and application performance
2: Yeah, and and we also talked about productivity for IT. We didn't use those words exactly, but you remember in the old traditional model based on routers and next-gen firewalls at all the branches, you had to do all that manual configuration, troubleshooting because you probably mistyped a couple of commands and do it site by site by site by site. And we talked about how the automation significantly reduces that IT overhead to increase IT operational efficiency. Well, let's think about the business impact of that. Now all of a sudden my IT resources, it's not necessarily I need to let them go, but maybe I can apply those resources to more strategic projects. How can I better utilize big data? How can I better utilize IoT in my business to make my business more profitable, more more competitive. So that IT productivity, in addition to um, worker, employee productivity, uh, equally important.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't take all that extra work, so you're saving effort, but you're actually able to upgrade your security experience for all of your users. It's no longer that you know the people at your HQ are getting the Ferrari-level service of security, but as you are at home or in a branch, you're getting a subset of it. Now, by using cloud-delivered security like Zscaler, all of our users are able to get a full next-gen firewall, URL filtering, SSL inspection, sandboxing, data loss prevention, the whole suite you would typically expect. But that's for all users now, no matter where they are.
2: And it sounds like from the, the CISO perspective, because of that consistent policy enforcement, I've significantly reduced risk for my entire enterprise.
1: Yeah, and you know, also because things are logical and based on business policy, no longer are you having to worry about transition expertise among your workforce. You allow, you know, we all have these people in our companies that say, oh, you can't go to a new job because you're too critical in what you do. But when you're starting to put a lot of the intelligence into services like Silver Peak and Zscaler, your changes are a lot easier when there's, you know, things like a pandemic that hits, it minimizes the impact to your staff. And now all of a sudden you're freeing your IT staff up to go work on other projects. You're freeing up that MPLS spend to go and reinvest in business projects instead of paying a what you used to think of like a long distance toll, Like right? Who wants to spend, you know, a dollar a minute for a phone call, you know, when essentially that's free today. It's becoming the same way with your business services and reducing that MPLS spend. Um, and on the risk side, you're not only reducing risk, but you get more control because you see everybody at all times and you can start to define those policies based on users, identities, the groups they belong to, and not on, like what Derek said earlier, IP addresses and subnets and things that don't really map cleanly to a quickly changing business organization. You know, when people are doing reorgs every six, 12 months. A big thank you to
0: Derek of Silverpeak and Bill of Zscaler for joining us today. If you didn't get a chance to listen to part one of the podcast, I encourage you to check that out at cdmmedia.com. To learn more about Silverpeak and Zscaler, go to silverpeak.com and zscaler.com. In our next episode of CDM Media Solutions Spotlight, we are joined by Rob McDougall and Chris Butcher from Cushman and Wakefield, who will describe their WAN and security transformation journey in detail and why now is the right time to begin your Sassy journey for your organization and how you can get started.